0: Welcome to Speaking Highly with John Huck. I am your host, John Huck. If you like the show, if you're enjoying what you're hearing, what you're seeing, please click the like button, subscribe on YouTube, uh, and whatever podcast platform you listen to, we are there. So you can find us and check us out and keep liking, recommending, rating, and reviewing. I know it sounds weird, but it does help. Beautiful. With me as always, Indy Fawcett. (laughs) Indy, how are you?
1: Good, how are you? I I love every week. it's, it's, uh, it's, uh, It's a gift. It's a gift. To the I'm listeners. getting a little bit better. Right. Yeah. No, it's yeah. great because it's like it's kind of like Howard Stern where it's like every week you just wanted to know what wasn't coming next. And with our <laughs> intros, it's the same thing. It's great. Yeah. I don't know that that's the case, but OK. Yeah. No, Howard Stern's a, a relevant uh, uh, reference nowadays.
0: Yeah. No, I, I meant like I don't know that we're doing what he's doing, but um, let, I will say let me I'm
1: stretch I, it and you and you just take it.
0: You're right, you're right, yeah, sorry, yeah, sorry, yeah, sorry, 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 yeah, sorry. Yeah. Yes, and. We're, we're like the Howard Stern Show, <laughs> but for, for, for positive vibes.
1: Of course. Well, welcome to Speaking Highly, SpeakingHighly.com, everybody.
0: Ah, there we go. Oh, the website. Thank you. Of that's course. the thing. See, I can't, I've... Look, I'm not good at promoting myself. I'm not good at, like, like I, I clearly I like attention. Um, I'm speaking, doing a podcast. I'm a comedian. I want to be, I want to act more. Like, yeah. that's clearly something in my wheelhouse, but I, for some reason, can't be like... Do the things that help me do those other things. I can't. I just. I don't know.
1: Would you? How about this? Uh, I produce so, talk about self promotion. I produce a lot of other podcasts. You can go to trobo.co slash podcast to see those. Um, but if you um, w- wanted to run by run something by you for the show on the air, mm. uh, people comment below if you if you would like it. John, how about we set up a voicemail box for the show and the listeners can call in and we can get a take from the listeners. I've done this with some other shows we've done, and it's been successful. Would you? Would you I would
0: it? love that. I would love that, yeah? especially because I'm sure if we gave the number out, people would prank call it. And, oh, yeah. You know what I mean? And we would get some funny...
1: Get your comedian Like I'm friends, sure my brother-in-law everybody. would
0: call it. Yeah. Like, yeah, there'd be...
1: Well, let's do that. Well, you don't have to comment below. I mean, hey, we'll do it anyway.
0: We've figured it out. No comments <laughs> needed. We're going to set up a voicemail box. Uh, even though people haven't been, like, emailing or engaging
1: with the show whatsoever <laughs> but you know whatever who knows who knows so this, this is might a, be something is this an exercise in futility for us because uh we're just going to realize how nobody watches the show this early
0: i don't know maybe but also i would be curious if someone did call in what they had to say you sure. know i
1: i'm i'm up for it. we you when you did that thing the other day you asked
0: about uh, who the people would like to see for guests yes on the instagram
1: and... at speaking highly on instagram yeah
0: absolutely man and those the suggestions that came in were solid i was like oh wow i mean i some of these people i did have to look up they weren't comedians or people i knew but but yeah i mean i've reached out to a bunch of them already who have agreed to eventually be on the show uh, when the schedule works out yeah i just started i saw that list i was like hey i'm so and so i have a thing and they were like yeah we'll we'll get my publicist to talk to you and so awesome there are we are gonna try to i'll try to get all the guests that were asked i mean there's some of them that like I don't know if I can get Vin Scully. <laughs> we'll try though. Um, we'll try our darndest. I, I do, believe <laughs> me, if I could talk to one baseball announcer, he would yeah. be the guy at this Definitely. point because, whatever, he's a, he, he did Dodger games for like fifty years with yeah. nobody sitting next to him and seamless, just a beautiful, just a one of uh, one yeah. of the best baseball announcers, if not the best in the history yeah. of that. Art form. Yeah, I mean, it's, man,
1: it's so iconic. I was actually at Dodger Stadium his last his last game. It was great. Oh, nice. I, you could see the little white speck from far away waving. <laughs> it was great. Dude, but was people awesome. love him.
0: I mean, he was yeah. the voice of of Dodger baseball forever. I mean, I'm a Harry Carey fan because that's who I grew up with. But yeah. um, Harry was more for the for the comedy for me. Um, he was just he was just funny. Um, but Vin was he's used to the guy who. I mean, yeah. for a dude to be with a team that long, too. Like, he knew the ins and outs of av- I mean, He'd been there longer than anybody. Yeah. He came from Brooklyn. Jesus. I mean, God <laughs> no. damn, that's a long time ago. It's
1: insane. But, but thank anyway. You guys- thank you, everybody, for engaging with the show. And we'll set up the number. It may even be in the description right now uh, uh, since we, you know, uh, edit the show later on. News to everybody. Yeah, how about that? Oh,
0: magic. <laughs> uh, also, I have. Uh, I've been getting back on the road. I got dates ah, uh, on my yes. website, johnhuck.me. Um was just up in Eureka. Uh, I've got some stuff in Illinois. I've got some stuff um, in Minnesota coming up. So uh, if you're interested, check out those dates on my website, like I said. And then um, it's just good to be back out there doing comedy, man. I've been yeah. doing bar shows again. It just feels really, really, really good. Um,
1: and another great episode of a comedian this week. Um, yes, and talk yes, about a, uh, an utter killer, uh, Ian Bag. Dude, yes, our yeah. guest
0: today is Ian Bag, and we're going to be talking about Last Comic Standing, especially, or I should say, focusing on the season he was on. He was uh, he came in fifth on the last, very last season of Last Comic Standing. And if you know Ian Bag, if you've seen him do comedy, if you've been in the room where he's doing it, if you've seen him on TV, um, You're going to think fifth place, what, why wouldn't he win? Like he was my, as soon as I found out he was in, I was mad because I was also on that season. And when I say on, I mean cut out of entirely, but I did try to get out of the first round and I failed. He talks about this a little bit. He's like, oh, I, I was really nervous. I just wanted to get out of the first round and I echo that. I also was very nervous and just wanted to get out of the first round just to prove to myself. That I belong, and I should be doing this, and I was eliminated immediately. Um,
1: well, uh, you know, and you guys talk about how um, you know the hierarchy of winning that program or that uh, contest um, is uh, has no reflection on the the person's quality of joke. Like it's, it has exactly nothing to do right with now. it, and so it's it's just so frustrating because um, it's it's anti-comedy almost. Yeah. It's uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't want to. Well,
0: well, we talk about this. We talk about like the idea of judging art is. It's I I, I dislike it. I dislike it immensely. I don't want to. I'm I'm not trying to be negative, but like if you draw a picture and I don't like it, that doesn't mean the picture's not good or that you can't draw. That just means when my eyes see it it doesn't register anything I want to look at again. Like it's a personal, everything is subjective. Art is subjective. It's there's no, this is good and this is bad. It's like whatever you like, there are people that like shitty movies. There are people that love good movies. There are people, it doesn't matter. So to, to judge that is, is seems really futile.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and it almost seems like at least with the streaming platforms nowadays, it seems like there's a, there's a flood of art competition, shows on these streaming platforms there's uh, i think uh, in bloom which is uh, how how beautiful can your flower bouquet be oh. or how beautiful can you make it look compared to this art painting or something like that and it's all judging and then and then there's glass blowing i saw a glass blowing show which and they're actually fun shows and but it's just it's interesting like when you get these pretentious judges who who like the thing that i'm like you like that what that does, yeah. it has no—it uh, has no function and has no value, it, like it, it intrinsic value to the to the common person. But is Bosch, is stunning. Oh my god! And I'm just like that's—it's a—it's 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 a porcelain yeah. cigarette box. Like, and that's also, <laughs>
0: we we do talk about this a little bit with Ian. But like the idea of television, like yeah. yes, you would like it to be whoever's funniest—that's who wins. That's the merit. But like. There's never just going to be that. Any reality show you see, there's produced drama so that they have something to film because human beings can be, you know, soft-spoken or quiet or relaxed or calm they or laid produce. back or whatever. Yeah. And, they ha- and they have to make them look angry or sad or upset, or whatever it is. But, like, there's a little bit of that with Last Comic where knowing what I know now, it's not – no one's – The people voting for you are the people that don't like you or that don't care about your comedy or that are there collecting a paycheck. And you're like, okay, I guess,
1: you know, very vested Um, fans. Yeah,
0: (laughs) I was I was I tried auditioning. I auditioned for season two. Like I saw season one. I was like, "Eh, I don't really want to live in a house with anybody. I didn't like that aspect of the first season, which it started in 2003, by the way, for anyone who doesn't know. Um on nbc and it was judged the the people who picked the comics were two guys who used to book the tonight show with jay leno and uh you know i was like i said 2003 i had been doing comedy for about three and a half years at that point and um yeah i, I they didn't I, I waited in line i did one of those cattle calls so i waited in line from like 6 a.m till like Jeez. 4 p.m and then at 4 p.m they were like we're going to cut the line here, which was two people in front of me. And I was oh. like, what? And I had just worked on the man show with Jay Moore, who was the host yeah. of the first season of Last Comic, and his assistant at the time, a guy named Charlie, who has now gone on to produce the Asheville Comedy Festival. And um, I, yeah, but... Um, he saw me because we had worked together on the man show he knew who i was he was what are you doing man i go i'm waiting to get in but i guess i'm not going to get in he's like oh no no no! come with me so he fast tracked me he took me in around oh, wow. got me in there and was like you're gonna go on next i'm like oh great man i got you're only supposed to do two minutes two minutes of comedy to win over two guys who will do nothing but look at comedy all day i was like what am i gonna do in two minutes and i tried to do my best jokes And my best joke at the time was about Maxim Magazine. And I talked about, I said something about a naked woman. And they were like, thank you, you lost me at naked woman. And I was like, what? Like I didn't get through, I'm talking to maybe 40 seconds of material. And then they were like, that's it. And I was like, I was so mad. I like left there, I was like, I'm never doing that again. I'm never gonna wait in line with a bunch of fucking clowns. Like it was so, it was so frustrating. So then, you know, that was season two. So then it goes on until 2010, it goes away, comes back in 2014 and then in 2015, somebody calls me and says, hey, do you wanna, do you wanna do the showcase at the improv tonight for last comic standing? And I was like, okay. And I looked at it as another set. I was like, oh, I get a spot at the improv. There's a crowd. I can go do material. Yeah, I'm in. And obviously you know that attitude is good because i wasn't thinking about the show i wasn't thinking about getting on tv i was like i've got a chance to do six minutes of comedy for the this like sold out improv crowd and that's what i did and i got on they were like we want to have you on we want to you know and i'm sure they say this to everybody there was a we're going to do a field package we're going to go to your hometown we're going to do this and this and it was like wow man wow this is going to be great you know and And 2015, I'm like, I'm ready for this. This is, I've, everything I've worked for, this is it. I can do a bunch of rounds of this show. I have the material I've written. I've been, you know, performing. And then I didn't get out of the first round. I mean, it was like, uh, it was devastating for me. Like I, my wife will tell you, I came home. She goes, how did it go? And I just walked into the kitchen and I poured a, I think it was a pint glass of wine, like (laughs) all the way to the top. Yes. all the way to the top and i just sat down with this fucking glass of wine and she was like oh, that bad that, huh? that, good? <laughs> that good huh and i was just like uh and then the next day i said something like uh oh you want to judge comedy oh yeah and i put some post out that was like you know fuck That's off gnarly. basically um wow. i was just so and then i called the show and i said hey i want to be edited out i don't want to be in there because it wasn't gonna i wasn't gonna yeah. get any more money for it i wasn't gonna get any more you know so they were like Uh, the thing is we want to put one of your jokes on TV. And I was like, okay. Like just the idea that a national audience could see one thing for, you know, it wasn't going to be negative. They weren't going to put anything. They didn't do that. They don't put negative stuff on in the sense that like, here's what a judge insulted this comic with, or here's what they didn't like, or it's never about, it wasn't about that at the season I did anyway. Um, so uh, I just, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. The whole thing was um, it was kind of a blur and it was frustrating. But I know it sounds like I'm being super negative about this, but I will say it's helped a lot of people. And when I say helped, I don't mean that these people wouldn't have succeeded as comedians. I mean that it it put another chunk of America in touch with them meaning they know these people like felipe esparza is an incredible comedian Of course, last comic standing got him even more i mean when yeah. you see that you can tell he's good you know he's funny he grew that uh, he grew his fan base pretty pretty massively if you will like uh i look at eliza schlesinger also already doing well in her own right but like when she won that it just got more people to see who she was yeah Again, I do think these people would have succeeded anyway. John Reap, I want to say one real quick thing about John Reap. He won season five. And when I first started doing comedy, I didn't know I could get into the comedy store as a comic for free. And a couple of my friends wanted to see comedy. So I said, let's go to the comedy store. We paid the full fare to get in. Got a table. Wasn't very crowded. This is before the way the comedy store is now. It was very a lot darker, a lot... Uh, a lot less what it is now. I don't know how else to, to state that unless you were there. But we were there And this table, me and my two friends, and maybe four, five, six other tables in the original room at the Comedy Store. John Reap went on and destroyed. Like, he was so funny. Again, we were crying, quoting his jokes on the way home. Like, he was just a guy that once I got to meet and know, I was like, oh my God, it's such a great... Like he's also a nice guy like he's he destroys on stage he's incredibly hilarious but also last comic gave him a new chunk of audience you know what i mean like he is a fun relatable dude and i think the show has positive attributes i think alonzo bowden would have been who alonzo bowden is without last comic you know what i mean like he didn't need the show none of these guys who won needed the show but it just Fast track their, their audiences, you know, it just got them more fans. And, and that's as a comic on the road, it's very, you want to not care. You want to be like, I don't care who comes, whoever does come. I'm going to give them the best show that I can, that I can, but club owners don't see it that they're like, Hey man, you know, you're not drawing. We have to pay you this much because there's nobody here to see. It's like this show would give people the ability to draw. That yeah. they might not have had it before. Again, not that they weren't funny before, just TV makes things different.
1: Yep, it's sobering. Um,
0: yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. But, uh, but great we did have a great,
0: week. yeah, yeah, we did have a great talk with Ian. He's uh, he's super honest. He's super funny. I've known him for a long time, uh, and we get into like where I first saw him and how I I was like intimidated as shit by the guy because he's very good at what he does. I would say, in terms of crowd work. Um, oh my god yeah Ian is probably at the top of that I mean Jeff Garcia I don't know if you've ever seen him he has a, a very unique ability to be able to riff with the crowd and then tie it all up in a bow at the end and that's just a skill like the crowd work thing I'm I don't want to say envious of but a little bit because when I try to do crowd work I go off the rails immediately I can't do <laughs> I tried to do something Eureka I was like hey what do you do for a living the guy was like uh, tech I'm like I don't know where to go never mind why did I ask fuck it so I was like ah. Ian can do that he can pick on pick right. people do the things and then tie it all back up it's a skill it's a skill it's a very interesting and unique ability I think um, but he's great and I think you're going to enjoy our talk ian Bag on last comic standing all right um ladies and gentlemen ian Bag. everybody thank you so Hello. much for being here ian how are you
2: thanks for having your fancy fan show there oh,
0: yeah yeah man well i figure <laughs> yeah. i've made some appearances
2: on around the bag uh some. <laughs> a couple
0: a couple I was on. Uh,
2: whenever when I, whenever somebody cancels, I was like, oh, fuck. Oh, hopefully, John. Will... Oh, I don't know if I'm allowed to swear on this. but uh, You uh, are. You can. Okay. you can. Say whatever you want. A, okay. just make. I should have asked that before. But I just like, oh, you're so good at it. A, you're so good at it. And B, it's just you were around. So I was like, oh, maybe I'll be. <laughs> I think you should remember... start with A, you're around. And B, you're
0: sort of good at it.
2: No, you're so good <laughs> at it. It's, you're, you make me laugh every time. So that's it. That's I try to find people that make me laugh. And every so often, we have some duds. But, you know. Yeah. It's, I mean. I, I think also
0: it's a, somebody who can kind of understand your personality and let you, you know what I mean? It's, it's, a, right. it's a little bit of a give and take. Um, but today yeah. we're going to talk about a little bit about Last Comic Standing. Yeah. Um, you and I were actually in the same seasons. I don't we know, were? Yeah, I don't know if you knew that because I had, I was in a group, it was 2015, right? Um, it was the last, last one where? It was the last yeah. season, right? It was season nine. Mm-hmm. Um, so the show 20, 2003 to two thousand ten, and then went away, and then twenty fourteen and twenty fifteen, it came back for uh, two seasons, I think. Um, but yeah, I, I remember, I remember feeling like I sh- I didn't want to do it, you know. Oh. I was I was like, I don't think this is, you know. I'd seen the previous incarnations of the show. I right. am, I don't want to say adamantly opposed to, but. Um I don't think comedy should be a competition or well, I don't think in, the yeah, arts the arts shouldn't be a competition be like my painting's better than your painting who's going to judge yeah. painting like it's all subjective material like mm-hmm. someone may not like what you do but then two other people over here might piss their pants laughing so it's how do you judge comedy I do think um that it it, it did a lot for some people you know what I mean I think the show really helped get get eyes on some comics you know what i mean
2: absolutely absolutely so i I will i will i will interrupt you there i'm with you on that i hated being in a contest um you 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 know you might win but you might not you know you might not win and you might night i just i hate it i hate contests i just hate contests uh the only thing that got me through it was i was just like it's just another set it's just another set it's just another set um the only thing I wanted to do once I was there was get through the first round. That was the only time I was nervous. Um, yeah. The first round. Yeah. Do, do you remember the first round? I don't think I was on the night you were on. So, I remember the first round. People trying to get camera time, like in that backstage area. Ah. <sighs> Uh, yeah, th- that, there was a so, little bit of that. Yeah. Yeah, so there was a lot of that going on. I was hiding and sneaking out of the room when, like, behind the the, the room whenever I could, because I was just like, I don't want anybody to see me if I don't make it through. Dude,
0: I had right? the
2: same the same thought. I had I was
0: like, I don't want if if I can't make it out of this first round, who am I as a comedian? And then
2: right. I didn't, and I was like, well, fuck. Uh, but, <laughs> but you know what? It's it's you know. <laughs> It's such. I just can't imagine the arrogance to be able to judge comics is just insane. That was that was.
0: Right? I mean, and then the audience, like, what for what they did for me it was like, I didn't go on. I got there at eight in the morning. I didn't go on until like eight at night, and then mm-hmm. the audience had been there since like ten a.m. Uh, it, was it was like this I, insane. They took gave them a twenty minute break. These guys come back like, and you're on. Go do three minutes. I'm like, right. what the fuck? I can't. Like, and the judges. I mean. Norm McDonald was like, "Yeah, look like you want to be here," and I was like, eh, "You should see your face, buddy." And then yeah. Roseanne was like,
1: "I agree."
0: And then uh, Keenan Ivory Wayne's was the only one who had actual um, constructive criticism about my set. He's like, "You had too many tags. It's like you only have three minutes. Just hit the punch and then move on." And I was like, in my head, I was like, "That's actually good advice." That's great advice. But, but I didn't say anything. I just stood there while they talked to me. And then Nick looked at me. And he goes. Do you have anything to say? And I was like, can I go? He goes, yeah, you
2: can go. (laughs) It it was interesting to be on a show to know where there's people that can't follow you judging. (laughs) Which is a dick move, but at the same time, like a dick for me, things for me to say. And I I had a lot of problems going in there. Like I had, I had, I didn't get out of, I didn't show up until 1130 that morning because I got up in the morning, got in my car, got out of my car, went back to bed. Got a call from my manager asking me if he said, Are you going to do that thing today. I'm like, yeah, I decided not to. He's like, you got to go do that thing. And I'm like, I don't want to do it. I mean, so we talked about it, and I went and did it. Right? Wow. I showed up. What I it, knew they were, they were angry at me already, and I'm like, okay, you've got to get this paperwork done. You got it? Which was funny because then we sat around until 4 p.m. Ex- yeah, it, hurry, hurry, do this, do this, do this. Now
0: sit yeah. here and do nothing for 10 hours. Yeah. Like,
2: yeah. So. So it was, you know, but that's, that's reality TV. You know, like we, we know, we know what they're looking for. We know they're going to make a, 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 you know, a hero. They're going to make somebody that's the victim. They're going to make somebody that's the, uh, the, the villain. They're going to, you know, we know that and, and shame on us for going in there and not, and pretending and it thinking, wasn't going to happen. Thinking us. it might be different.
0: This might be different. This might
2: not yeah. be reality TV. And yeah. then exactly sure. is it's yeah. So if we're going to go in there, play the game, right? Play the game. We're in show business. Play the game. We're always playing the game. It just sucks. The game sucks. But <sighs> it got me a lot of new fans. That, well, <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's, I mean,
0: that was the thing for me. It was like once I realized that you were in that same season, I, I didn't feel
2: as bad about being there. I was like, oh, well, if a guy like Ian is going to be here. I had a lot of people say that to me, and and it was really nice. But you you realize that Chad Daniels didn't get through, you know? You realize, yeah, like, right, exactly. Like, and Chad is so, a phenomenal comic. I he's, mean, he's on fire. He's like he's making probably close to a million dollars a year now, and I'm not, you know. So it, they, they have no, there's no, it's it, we're popcorn. That's what we are as comedians. We're popcorn. We don't know when we're gonna pop. It's not. It's not the best comedians that pop. And I'm not saying Chad Daniels isn't the best. I mean, he's fucking hilarious. Yeah. But you don't. It's not your talent that makes you pop. It just happens to be the right time. And you happen to be on the heat at the right time.
0: Yeah. And and to, to clarify, you didn't win last comic standing. You no, came in. I was, you came disqualified. in I was disqualified. You were disqualified.
2: <laughs> How are you disqualified? Um. We, so we had to send in our sets, right? And the way I did it was I would always send in stuff that I knew wouldn't get cleared to get stuff that I wanted to do on. Right. Okay. They, the stuff that I s- thought would not get cleared got cleared. Like <laughs> Going down on a girl. <laughs> <laughs> like somebody read it and didn't understand what I was talking about. Oh, wow. So they're like, yeah, you can say this. Yeah. And then I did it and they're like, we didn't clear that. And I'm like, got the email right there. Instead of saying, let's see the email, they all fucking took off and had a big thing. So, yeah, I was disqualified. So, what the
0: producers huddled and then they were like, we got to get this guy out of here. They
2: told me after, yeah, told me afterwards that I wouldn't be winning. So, so that, but you still got, you still finished in the top 10. You still did the tour. Yeah. Yeah. I I finished, I got disqualified in the top five. So, I had no chance of. Of being one but they only they only announced number one right right they only announced number one so it wasn't like there was extra money to be one and everybody just went on the road right so but i didn't get the i didn't win which i might have i might not have i don't i don't know i don't know i it was it was the final episode was a shit show so they put all <laughs> they, they 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 put the comedians that didn't win in the front row so there was what comedians staring at me <laughs>
1: Wanting you not, dead?
2: Yeah, I, I remember one guy. There's one guy. I can't remember he, the New York guy. He fucking he's just he's always got a like he's just stepped in shit look on his face <laughs> to begin with. And I'm like, oh, fuck. Right in the front. I'm like, I, I just remember looking down and just like going, this is shit.
0: Why would they put those people in the front row? That's insane. Because
2: they're fucking not good. I remember the old you know what? The, one of the reasons. Uh, so, do Pe- you know, Becky Pettigo? Uh, the name is familiar. She was producing on the shows for years and she tried to get me to get do it and I said, No, no, no. And then one year she said, Will you do warm up? And I said, Yeah, I'll come in and do a warm-up or a day of warm-up or two a couple of days of warm-up. I got fired. <laughs> After the first day or the second? I mean first day. Because too funny? Because no, I, I I don't know. I don't know. But one of the reasons was I'm like, they wanted me to do some things. I'm like, no, that's you need to do I need to get the crowd warm, but I need to be an MC that's at a comedy club, so it's good for the comics because these comics are going on to to a crowd. You got to make sure they're warm to a comedy crowd. They're they're warm, so it's a comedian friendly. And then uh, <laughs> and then they fired me. I said, "Okay, I said I'll come, I'll come." I said, "I'll come win your contest next year." <laughs> <laughs> so you did warm up in twenty
0: fourteen. Yeah, and then in 2015 Russell, you came back, Russell Peters. Yeah, oh, okay. Yeah. Well, that was when he was he with the host? Or he was the judge. He was one of the. judges. Oh, one of the judges. Okay, because was the last season. Um, JB Smooth, I think was yes. The- JB Smooth, um, and 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 honestly, that guy is like. JB Smooth to me is like, um, remember how Heather Locklear they used to bring her into sitcoms to save them or, or dramatic shows to save them? I think yeah, people yeah. were doing that with JB Smooth for a while. Like there'd be a sitcom, it was like it's okay, it's sort of faltering the ratings. They would put him in as a character, and it would the ratings would go up. Like he's a he's a sitcom he's saver, you know. He's a super yeah. talented guy. Yeah. Um, so talented. Okay, so. <laughs> I, first of all i didn't realize you were disqualified but they didn't even boot you from the whole thing they just said
2: you can't No, rant. just that he he, he he did material he that wasn't cleared there for it and i was just like i did the material you know i i, I that, that that was cleared i remember there being a couple of producers on that show that were just difficult to work with yeah like hey i gotta go to the bathroom all right we'll get you somebody to go to the bathroom And I'm like, okay. And then they didn't show up. And I'm like, I'm going to the bathroom. It's like right across the hallway. Yeah, you're an adult. You have to pee. I'm fucking forty two years old. I'm pretty sure I can get there and back. You know? Yeah. So I just it just I I just remember dealing with that. And I and then there was these young Producers on that were on the show that were just fantastic to work with. Like, uh, I'm trying to remember. There was there was a, a group of young girls that were just so great to work with. They were I can't remember. They had a producing production company and they were working together on that show. Uh, they did the interviews. They and they did stuff like that. And 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 they were they they made you feel funny. Uh, they uh, they were concerned about you as as an artist. Um, and, and they had just, this had a great attitude, you know, like we, some, because you need somebody that wants to make you feel that you're funny. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That helps. Um, I'm trying to think who, who the young lady, the, the girl was. Uh, dark-haired girl. She was running around. She was doing their internet stuff too. She, yeah, I remember.
0: I don't remember anybody's name, but there were a couple people that you were like, she, oh, like hungry. Like they were not necessarily brand new, but they were newer as compared to like new the executives,
2: you know. So they were. Yeah, weren't... I'm just saying, just saying, younger. Yeah, you know, yeah. younger. And, yeah. and 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 basically, in our situation, trying to get themselves to the next level. Yeah, where the, the, the now now there's another group of people that are just like. There's no, there's no bigger middle management crew in the world than fucking show business middle management. You know, (laughs) I'm just trying to justify being there and making a decision that doesn't need to be made. And I'm just like, holy shit, we could all park here if you fucking losers didn't show up. I find that on every, I find that on every show I work with, I'm like, what does that fucking guy do? Yeah, right. (laughs) And I'm like... They, they talk and they talk about they talk about diversity you're, you're like they're always they all look the same they all like i'm like my god my god you know what's funny john i i, I laugh when when they bring up diversity i'm like i'm all for it I, i'm like i i would never complain if somebody that doesn't look like me gets something oh yeah I hate when somebody that looks like me yeah that is- average gets it yeah because you're like hey you passed me over what happened why'd you go with the guy who's like who's like me but like yeah you went with ian bag light instead of ian bag yeah it's it happens so much and there's nothing worse than watching a movie and every character looks the same and you're trying to figure out who they are i'm like (laughs) are are you right so the there is was everybody no,
0: twins? What's happening? Yeah.
2: You guys couldn't find one Asian guy. Well, in
0: Asia, yeah, um, yeah, There was, I mean, there's some laughable casting that goes back a long way, where you're like, you couldn't, you couldn't, couldn't mix it up here. You just
2: everyone yeah. has to look like the same exact person. I agree with yeah, you. It's, it's, it's interesting, but I, at the same time, I, I'm just like, I don't think you book a comedy show because somebody looks different. I think no. you book a person that that makes people laugh, and comedy is about. Not getting on a show and being disappointed and upset and making you work even harder for the next show. Yeah. So when you don't get on a show, you sh- yeah bitch about it, but bitch and moan, but don't you don't know, don't try to don't try to ruin somebody else. Just work harder. Fucking remember that and destroy. Yeah. You no, know, I I know we're going a little bit off topic here, no, but that's great. I, I get I get a bad rap for. I don't let my features sell stuff. I have heard that. People get very mad about it. And I'm like, I'm at a point in my career where I just need a little bit of extra face-to-face time, hand-to-hand time with the crowd afterwards. Here's what I don't complain about. I don't give a shit what you talk about on stage. I want you to fucking rock that fucking stage so hard, I can't follow you. I will never fucking get am at it at somebody for being great. That's all you should be doing is trying to destroy so hard the club goes, they can't come back as a feature. They gotta come back for more money. Not selling your fucking shit t-shirt. <laughs> you know what I mean? I and I and, I and I and I I just I know who shit comics are because the ones that want to sell a t-shirt. We'll never headline. We'll be a fucking shitty headline and bitch about the guy that's just trying to... All I'm trying to do is make us more money. That's all I'm trying to do by having... Because I have to... When I go to a club, I'm the headliner. I have to deal with at the end of the week, they sit me down and show me the numbers and show me the tickets that I don't sell and try to work me down to a different deal if they'll even bring me back the next time. You know, I'm the guy that has to do all that shit. You just have to show up yeah, half an hour before your show, the the feature spot for anybody who's not aware
0: is a pretty sweet spot, like it's a sweet spot, because I don't have because they're there to see you like if I feature for you, they're there to see you. So as long as I don't go out there and like eat my own ass, they're going to be like, okay, whatever. That was great. Or it was funny, or we really liked it. But there's never going to be dude, who is that guy? Let's go fucking ugh. Yeah. they're They're gonna if they didn't like me, the taste is gone by the time you walk up there, you know, so there's no and,
2: pressure for me. As and all you got to do, all you got to do, you got it's twenty to twenty five minutes. Just fucking punching bag. The best, just, the just, best that you got. Just, just bring it. Just, yeah. So, so people go. I want to see more of that. You might not have more of that. You might, but, but you might yeah. not.
0: But, but you, I agree. You want them to think like, dude, well, I would love to watch this guy for an hour.
2: Yeah. I didn't get into stand up to sell a T-shirt. I got to stand up to be on stage that's and if i'm if i'm I, you know i remember what i remember what used to drive me nuts when i was a feature people would tell me you can't do you can't do <laughs> i'd get fired for doing what i do crowd work oh because the headliner didn't want you talking to the crowd they didn't want to follow what i do you know so when they when they i'm, I'm just like i've never said to a comedian you can't talk about that you know I've never said you, you know you gotta I've always just said, you know, give me time afterwards with the people that's all i've always i've ever asked yeah and and it it's 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 i it's 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 pretty interesting when you see guys fucking destroy it makes me work hard you know reggie reggie Steele. uh I don't he's out of san francisco there's I've never seen a crowd like somebody so much, and i I bring him as a feature. To places where it works out financially, because it makes me work hard. It makes me lose the first couple minutes of my show trying to get them to forget about Reggie. That's that's the comedian you should want to be.
0: Yeah, well, yeah. I agree. I mean, I, I first of all, telling people what to say on stage is—I—I I, would—I don't think I could ever do that either. Um, I, it's a very guys do. Oh yeah, I I, I've John seen John Witherspoon's fired
2: me. Really? <laughs> mm-hmm. The spoon fired you. Mm-hmm. What? I was so disappointed because I was such a big fan. Yeah, you know? he's so fucking funny. He, he's just I'm not following that guy. Wow, Sorry, you're, you're gone. I'm like yeah. Ontario, Ontario improv. That's where it happened. I will say that is. Guess who headlines the Ontario improv now? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a, but that's an
0: that sucks that you were fired. But that is a mm-hmm. nice compliment that Witherspoon was like, oh, I can't. Uh... I'm not going on yeah. after that. Oh, it's a, yeah, it's a, it's a huge compliment. It sucked
2: financially. But yeah, <laughs>
0: that's the thing is that when you're a feature, you kind of like, you need mm-hmm. every dime you can get
2: because mm-hmm. you're fucked, you know, financially. I uh, think guys, I think guys should, if I could start over again, the big thing that I would try to do is become the king of my town and not be traveling all over the place until I was a headliner. The, yeah. the old, because you can get stuck as a, a professional feature.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean I'm I don't think I'm stuck, but I'm definitely in this like weird no, place st- of like where it's like I get to feature for guys I like who like me, comics I like that we get along and then I can do my own headlining shows as well. Yeah, but so.
2: you're 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 an interesting case because you're also a TV personality. You you're recognizable. You're just I, if I if I would suggest anything for you, that'd be more be more like Rory Scovel. You I know, love like, Rory. He's great. You no, know, like he he had that kind of Uh, he, he did a lot of commercials, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. And, and you need to capitalize on that as well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm trying, I'm trying. I know you are. And I know, and as I said before, we all, we're all popcorn. So when we pop.
0: Yeah. 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 I just, I want to take it back to when I first. Go back to your fucking go back. (laughs) I want to take it back to when I first, um, saw you do comedy. Uh, I'm sure you're going to have no recollection of this, but I was dying the other day because I did a show at this same bar. It's got a new name, and I didn't even know it would survive the pandemic, but it did. Um, it used to be called, there used to be a show out of a bar called uh, called Goldfingers or Goldfinger. It, oh, no. uh, it was on Yucca in yeah. Uh, yeah, in Hollywood, right? Okay. Kind of a weird, next to a place called Playboy Liquor, not a, not a yeah. great little section, kind of a lot of weirdos and degenerates and, Uh, you know but I would go to this uh, I would go to this bar it was like I think it was Monday nights they had a mic and the two women who booked it were super nice and they liked me Natasha Leggero worked the door like I saw Ralphie May go up there like all these people came Mm -hmm. in but, but the first couple weeks I was there there wasn't a lot of other people and I felt I was the best comic in the room now I'd only been doing comedy for a year and a half at that point and was not very good but Neither was anybody else in that room at the time. One day I get bumped for Sam Tripoli and Sam goes up. There's 10 people in there and Sam destroys. Like, I'm like, oh my God, what's this? Is this what comedy can be? I'm crying laughing. I go on after right. him, tank, tank. The tank. only laughs yeah. I got were making fun of Sam having for having material. I'd be like, oh, right. I'm Sam. I have material. Like It was like, I didn't know what else to do, but, but he killed it. And he was so funny and then... Two weeks later, I think it was, me and my buddy, my roommate, we go back to this bar and the door guy is, he's kind of a strange bird, you know, but then I see you at the door and I'm like, is that, I think I, that guy's recognizable because you had been, you had done Conan at this point, you had done, you had been on TV already, like you had already done national televised sets and the door guy carded you and you go, "What? I was here last Monday and the guy goes, a lot of people were here last Monday and you go, no, they weren't. I was here. I saw the inside of the place. No one was here. And then you went up on stage and did like 20 minutes on that door guy telling you about the bar that you'd been into. It was like I'm not doing it any justice, but again, me and my friend were crying laughing. Oh, and thanks, that was man. that was super intimidating. I was like, "Oh, that guy came in and just like made stuff up?" I'm fucking sweating over joke, and then I I couldn't even make eye contact with you for like the next couple times we performed together. I was like, I, 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 I can't be around that guy. That guy's gonna fucking see that we're I'm a fraud. Make out of, if I make eye contact with that guy, we're gonna make out. <laughs> it, out <laughs> but it was just—it was literally—it was so funny, man. And then from there, was I... It, who was it that ran it though? Who was I? Trying to remember why I ended up there. They were two very nice girls. They—I can't remember their names at this point. I don't believe they're still involved in comedy, but at the time, mm. they ran that room and maybe some other ones. And I met a couple people through those rooms, but they were always very nice, you know, up to, that was like early 2000s. And and up to that early. point, you'd already done television sets. So I I'm wondering, like you being on last comic, it's like, I don't want to say unfair, but like you're you're already like kind of leagues above the people that were, you were sort of competing
2: against, you know? Well, I asked them that I'm like, well, you know, because they tried to get me to go on from the beginning. I think the second season they were asking me to go on. And I was just like, I just don't want to do that. It's just, it's very, it's just schlock. Right. So I didn't want to do that. What I didn't realize is there was nothing else going on like that for comedians where I, when I look back on it, I would have loved to have, lived in a house and give people you know more to get to know me did you watch that first season a little bit yeah I, you know I, I i stopped watching comedy along like really close into my uh probably about 2000 yeah 2000 like why, I just, why because um i didn't want to be influenced by anybody else I didn't want to be angry with somebody else because I didn't like their comedy. I wanted to like them as a person. Um, and I, so I just stopped watching, you know, and I never watch my my openers if, unless they ask me, unless somebody asks me. And then I'm just like, if you ask me, you know, you're going to get an opinion. Like uh, the other day, somebody said, just, oh, I was talking to, uh, there's a club in San Diego. And he goes, I, ask, I run comedians by Ian because he actually gives me, like, uh, uh you know, whether they, you know, real, like if they're, you know, they're real. So, so I, I tell, but I don't watch comedy. I just don't watch comedy. You know, I just, I don't, I don't want to be influenced. Yeah. That so. is a, that is a, that is a key
0: thing. I think it's hard if I don't watch very much of it. I have the guys I like and the things that I like. So I, I do, will always kind of focus. Do, in who on do you them. watch? Well, I'll, I'll watch any Sebastian special. Um, he makes me laugh. Uh, I'll watch any Stan Hope.
2: I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled that he made a, a ton of money. You know, I am very very happy for him. So I just I, he opened for me once and I don't I don't remember it. Uh, but we drove back from. Yeah, he's, I mean there. I don't
0: I don't know him too well just in passing. I've auditioned for a couple of his sitcoms that he had pilots going, but but yeah. I just there's something about Sebastian that takes me back to where I'm from. Like I'm from Illinois, so I'm from outside of Chicago, and he's got. Are you Italian? You're not Italian. I'm not no, Italian at all. No, no, no. Um, but he's got a very ball busty midwest sensibility that like if you're his friend he's not gonna let you get away with shit he's gonna make fun of you if you do something wrong and that's how me and my friends were it was very
2: much like it's it, funny, you know it's really funny because i i found i used to get myself into trouble using my sensibility from where i grew up was no you can't fucking be a bullshit artist we call you out if you're a bullshit artist yeah and that caused me a lot of trouble with people but i'm just like how am I the dick if you're the bullshit artist? Oh, you're you mean kidding. for you were calling people out? Yeah, it oh. wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't, it wasn't in a mean way. I was just like don't be a fucking liar. You're lying. You fucking lying. You know what I mean? You fucking did not. You've never done anything <laughs> near that. You know what I mean? so, yeah, you a like lot of people do. don't like to be called out on their lies. This is Hollywood, uh, dude. It's funny. It's very funny. But I, yeah, I, so. I, I read the best. Uh, the best review I did with your mom's house the other day. Oh, nice. <laughs> And I just happened to stumble across a a review of it. And somebody said, Ian Bag would be famous if he wasn't such a cunt and didn't do crowd crowd work. (laughs) I was like, all right. Well, well, I think both of those things make me (laughs) me. If he wasn't such a cunt and didn't do crowd work. What a great review. (laughs) Um,
0: Oh, oh, man. Um, So let's, let's go back to the very beginning for you. Like, when you obviously are obviously from Canada. Um, mm-hmm. we can see your little insignia. We get it. Straight
2: we have get, to put that up there. We can hear Viva. your
0: accent. Um, dude, uh, what, uh, I believe I still have one. When? Yeah. Interesting. Right. How long have you been in the United States? 25 years, <laughs> 25 years. That's not that long. I thought no, you'd been I... here longer. What, what? So you started in Canada, you started doing the rooms up there and the clubs up there. Mm-hmm. When was that? that was 95 94 95 okay because you were then on
2: conan in 98 98 so i do you mean want to, do you want, i'll tell this story i told this, i just uh, did a podcast this morning and i i talked about this this story is so i follow my friend craig campbell to um the montreal comedy festival he's on the festival i'm not on the festival uh, just hanging out but you'd already done comedy a little bit at this point Doing comedy, yeah. Um, I remember watching Dave Attell. I remember watching Joe Rogan um, in Montreal. And there's a little club called The Comedy Works. And I know I've worked there. Like, I'd worked there, done shows there. And uh, just hanging about, you know, just hanging, taking it all in, just being superstars are everywhere. (laughs) Um, And um, they go, hey, hey, Ian, so-and-so hasn't shown up for their set. Can you go on? I'm like, fuck yeah. <laughs> so I go on and this guy named Lucian Holt comes to me afterwards and goes, hey, if you're in New York, I want to put you on stage. I'm like, what? So I got a business card. And I'm like, I'm moving to New York. That's what that's in. That, that's, I'm that young. I'm that young. I'm that naive. And I'm that driven. This guy's like,
0: I'll put you on stage. You're like, cool. What he means is for like five minutes at a time, yeah. one time a month. And you're like, I'm
2: moving there. <laughs> well, yeah. And, 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 and so... Uh, meanwhile, I'm at this festival and I'm, I'm living with a girl in Vancouver and I'm calling her back via pay phone and putting coins in the phone. And she says, I need, you need to come home. I need to talk to you. So I'm like, okay. So this is in Montreal. I got to get all the way back to Vancouver. And I hitchhike and get rides all the way back to Vancouver. No shit? Yeah. And oh, this girl, of course, it's the first time I'm in love. This girl dumps me on my ass. And I'm like, well, you could have done that on the phone. Yeah, I was like, why did I need to drive back here for this? Uh, my favorite my favorite part was she said to me, you're just not around enough. By the way, I've met a sailor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, did you really?
0: I met a sailor.
2: <laughs> he's going to be here forever. I'm like, oh, I don't know if you know what sailors do. Uh, anyways, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, that must have been painful. Uh, Oh, it's very painful. So, but I figure I, I'm less like okay. But he's told me to go to New York. She's dumped me. Now is the time. I take a couple more months. Uh, I get another gig in Montreal at the uh, at the Comedy Nest or the Comedy Works, and I go in there and I do a weekend. I make eight hundred dollars Canadian. And I take that money and I buy a train ticket to New York, and then I turn the rest into American money, which probably came out to around six hundred. For- 500 yeah something like that and i got on the train and i went to new york with not knowing anybody but this guy lucian hold who had given me a card um you didn't have a like, pl- wait did you go there just to visit were you gonna you're moving there at this point i'm, I'm going i'm going like i got everything i own i'm on the train The uh, the uh the border come border patrol comes through and asks everybody what they're going to new york for oh, and God. i said i'm i say i'm a writer i'm going to write about new york they didn't ask me where I was staying. Thank God. Because you didn't have anywhere. I didn't have anywhere to stay. Uh, I get down there. I, 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 as the train's coming to New York, I just see the filth of that <laughs> <channel>. And, <laughs> and the, you're like, oh, this isn't Vancouver. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's exactly. What, oh, I might have made a huge mistake. <laughs> huge mistake. Write, write, my, write my name and number, write my name and my parents' phone number on, on a piece of paper and put it in my sock. Because these are who you call when you find my dead body. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's exactly what I did, right? So I get, off the, I get off the train and there's a piece of paper and it says youth hostel, $14 a night. Oh my God, dude. I fucking I call it. They're like, yeah, you can come stay here. You have to come. It was six a.m. You have to come in at eleven a.m. And uh, yeah, you can stay here. Guess who fucking started staying at a youth hostel for fourteen dollars a night? Oh so he found a place to stay, and like that, again, like that. That is just I don't know how. Like I, found, I don't know what I would have done. Like I really don't know what I would have done. I mean, I didn't even understand the concept
0: of youth hostels until I went to Europe, and they were like, oh, you stay in a youth hostel, but right. if you were to come to Europe three years from now, you wouldn't be able to because you have to be under 25 or whatever it was, and I was like, yeah. oh. Okay. So I'm
2: I'm 23 or something like that when I go to New York, 23 or 24, and so I go there, and now I got, <laughs> I got coins, and I'm calling this number that you can hold on the, on uh-huh. the card. And hanging up every time a voicemail picks up. So I have that quarter. Oh, okay. Because you're not leaving a message if you you get the quarter back. I'm like, I'm not just, right. So I got to talk to this guy.
0: Yeah, he can't call you back anywhere. He's
2: like, I'm I'm at a 6th and 85th. Like, what? I don't have that number. So I keep calling over two days. And finally, he picks up. Are you the person that keeps calling and hanging up? And I'm like, yes, this is Ian Bag. I met you in Montreal, blah blah blah. He's like, oh yeah yeah. He said, well come on down tonight and I'll put you on stage. And I'm like, okay yeah. I'm like, yep. This is how it works. This is how it works. So I go down there and do my stupid Canadian set and eat shit. (laughs) And uh, did you tank? Oh fuck yeah.
0: Because they what weren't ready to hear about Canada?
2: Talking about eating blueberries because you know like you know stuff like that. So but he's for whatever known reason, like Lucian's Lucian passed away and we didn't end on the greatest of terms. You know, we uh, we didn't. But he fucking he, he said, I see something come back tomorrow. Just kept putting me on stage. Just kept putting me on stage and would give me twenty dollars a night. That's so enough for your I'm room. Getting, I'm getting a room and I'm also got four dollars to fuck around with in New York. Well, City. yeah, that four dollars, man. In and that, and that time at that time, you know, like so that was it was sometimes it would be my subway fare, sometimes it would you know whatever, I think it was a dollar to take the subway that time Dollar twenty five oh, sometimes I'd just walk up and you know just have an extra four dollars in my pocket, so um but i i I was there for f- three four months, and I think about six weeks in one day he said to me, um Tonight there's going to be a Conan O'Brien audition and you're not going to be on it. And I said, Well, thanks for letting me know. Oh, yeah, great. great. I'll stay home. <laughs> <laughs> right. He said, But what you will be doing is you'll be going on just before it. That way, if they don't show up, nobody gets missed. And you'll do the time to
1: until to, they you know, get there.
2: You know, until they get there. And he said, But if they arrive on time, you get seen. And I'm like, okay. And afterwards they asked to speak to me and they said we'd like to book you for the Conan O'Brien show.
0: What the fuck? Six yeah. months in New
2: York into New York? Six, Six weeks? weeks. So you're like, oh, comedy's easy. No, that's not what I'm thinking. <laughs> I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I want to get good. That's all I'm doing is I want to get good. I wanted to get good comedy. And I'm just like, I can't believe this is happening. And instantly out of my mouth, is I'm illegal. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a green card. I don't have a visa. I don't, I don't. I'm not. I'm not legal to work here. And they go, "We'll help you get your green card, or we'll help you get your work papers." And I'm just like, "That's that. That was like the skies open up, and you're like, fuck, you're going to America. You're fucking going to America. Like, you're not just working at one club. You're fucking all of America's opened up to you now." So, Is that a yeah.
0: Canadian like uh, comedian's idea? Like, you you want to get to the states? Is
2: that um. Some, I didn't know, I didn't know, like doing, I grew up in the middle of nowhere, I grew up near Alaska, so I really was lost when it came to entertainment. Uh, Just in in terms of what came your way, what what you were able to see? In terms of nobody (gasps) in my world had been anywhere near entertainment, you know, it was, I couldn't, nobody could give me, stay away from that person, you know, keep going this way talk to this person I had no guidance right you know if I want if I wanted to be a logger or a miner which I was headed to do I had lots of you know guidance that way um but <laughs> a lot so. of people around to tell you how to do that yeah but not, hey man, you know these people are gonna dick you. Don't worry about it. Just keep keep a smile on your face instead of me getting dicked and just like fucking going bush boy on them, you know. <laughs> so so uh, you know, and so it, 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 which slowed me down, but helped me out, and it, it just helped me be just naive enough that I could um, do go to New York.
0: I think and- I think naivety is a big I mean it's looked at as like a negative thing but I think it's an important thing at the beginning when you to be to 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 not see the picture so big that you're like yeah why can't I do this I can do this I'm fine I'm getting laughs I can do that and then you keep going you're like you're naive enough to think like oh I can do this and you, you know and then you eventually are like yeah no I can do this but if you had known what you knew about the entertainment, like when I first talked to Sam after that night at Goldfingers, I was like, how long have you been doing? He said something like, I've been doing this eight years. And I was like, what? And then in my head, I go, I don't have eight years.
1: Right. I have, to, I have yeah. to make this now. You need I
0: need to be famous by next week. Yeah, yeah, eight years, who has eight years? Meanwhile, 20 years later, I'm like, hey, can I feature for you? Like, you know, I'm, I'm still like, but also I'm, yeah. not, I'm, never, I'm not going anywhere. Like to me, it's about hanging on to numbers game. It's like, if, if, I, if I still love it, that's enough for me to keep going.
2: And then you are very successful. You are people know who you are. Um, Your face is on TV a lot. Um, You know, you and and I'm the same way. I look, I think my career shit, you know, (laughs) but we have to we have to look at it from outside of ourselves. Um, Because, you know, I've always been impressed in your booking capabilities and your um, your drive. That you get stuff done. It's it's you know, I appreciate that. Not you know, it's very few of the people we know will just get things. It's a lot of fucking work, man. It's a lot of work. And a lot of
0: it's being in the right spot at the right time. And like someone drops out of a show and you were there to take, you know what I mean? Like that kind Mm -hmm. of stuff. That's like the dream. Every time I walk into the improv, every time I walk into the comedy store, every time I walk into any comedy club that I'm not on at that night, the dream is someone got a flat tire, someone can't make it, someone dropped out. Hey man, can you go on stage? Like, I don't show up at a comedy club not ready to go on stage, which is can be deflating it. Cause you know, you're not, you probably aren't going to get on, but it's happened a couple times at the improv like, Hey man, so-and-so didn't show up. You want to go on? I'm like, yes, I do. Like, here we go. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, <clears throat>
2: just being ready yeah. when that, uh, knock comes. You will never, you will never get it <clears throat> by saying, no, I won't go on stage. You didn't book me beforehand. So, you know, I'm not ready to yeah. go on stage. You will never, um, no is a very powerful <clears throat> word in our business. Yeah. But there's, a, there's a right time to use it. So yeah. Yeah. Yes. I agree. I agree. Um, what
0: was the you guys for going back to last comic you the, the idea is you want to finish in the top ten right because that I, I, I guess or is it the top five
2: who how many were on the I tour just, you, you know what i you know what I wanted to do hmm. I wanted to do every show that was the only thing I just wanted to be on on t like I wanted to be on t v as much as I could that's doing all I comedy, yeah <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I knew what they were going to play play the whole set, which was funny to me about the fact that they would make us write out our whole sets. I'm like, why don't you just let us be funny and then just pick out the, the stuff things that are accessible? Are yeah, you'll get the more you'll because there's nothing worse than a comedian having to put his words on paper and see how fucking shitty it is. Um, and also uh, something lazy that the business has gotten into because when I first did Conan, they'd come. And sit and fucking write take all notes. Your, take notes <laughs> and tell you not to. This can't be used. That can't be used. Like now they make you oh, just write it down and then they take, like being a TV uh booker now is just laziness. <laughs> it's, just, it's just the laziness. Yeah, they make you ever. transcribe your set. You have to turn it in, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and also, I remember- look, look Aluka, who's on uh, America's Got Talent, you're just like, <laughs> just, I'm like, Really? The guy won Last Comic Standing, and now you got him doing America's Got Talent. Like, there's a guy that that's won america uh, Last Comic Who? Got who, who was no on
0: America's said. Got Talent? Who won Last Comic?
2: Um, Josh. Oh, Josh Blue. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, which is good Amer- for him. Which is good for him. But I'm just like you said to me earlier. I thought you were above doing that show. Well, yeah.
0: It's the exact same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Why would he do that? He's already won.
2: Yeah, I, I, I also I also think you have to have a very different personality to be able to do in those, do those shows. You got to be able to
0: you kind of have to be the guy like you, you can't be annoyed at, at things. Do you know what I mean? Like it has it can't water be water off a duck's back. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of cuz America doesn't want to see ah, oh, he's angry <laughs> or you know they want to see all the, the America
2: wants to see the sausages not the sausages being made. There you go. That's a good that's a good call and when, um, they, when they do those shows and they're pretending that they're showing you the sausages being made they're already made we have what because yeah, you have to do like they didn't do the house thing when you
0: were on they didn't do that kind of the reality sort of competition part of it has sort of faded away right but they still had you do like you were still having to prepare material show the material what was what was the process of getting
2: like each week how did you think- know? One of the one of the ones that was fun. They only did one thing with us, where they they had us fill out a piece of paper, where they were going to give you a um, a person that uh, what a mentor, like who would you like for a mentor? And it went from Bill Cosby all the way down.
0: <laughs> I <laughs> wish you would have picked Bill Cosby. I think
2: I did. I think I did. It went all the way down to like Brian Brian Irwin. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> like the, and then it's a list of five thousand comedians. Right. And then we get a we get there and and I can't remember what round this is, but there's still quite a few comics on it. Like Greg Warren's one of them. You know? Oh wow. And we have to go in and meet our mentor. And then it turns out we all get the same mentor.
0: Um and So it, you picked and it wasn't they're like, we don't, that's not like we we're not. And it turns
2: out it's Wanda Sykes. Who was the executive yeah, producer and brought this sh- help bring the show back. Yeah, yeah. Down. So, so, which is, you know, cool. Yeah, I, I get it. Uh, you know, cost savings, whatever, whatever, whatever reasons, you know. Can't get Cosby uh, out of prison. Yeah, yeah. Well, he wasn't in prison at that time. Yeah, no. He, no. Yeah, he, was, he was still raping at that time. <laughs> uh, still being Cosby. <laughs> he was cosby ended it up but uh so i go and i say and i know wanda from back in new york i'm like hey wanda how are you she goes good ian um i'm gonna be your mentor and i'm like okay cool and she goes i'd like to get on stage and do your show for me and i was like what and i look around there's nobody else in the building and i said uh no thanks and she said what do you mean no thanks and i said i'm fine i'm good i've got it she goes (laughs) She goes, What do you mean you've got it? I go, I've checked in with my friends and, you know. I've run it by some people. Yeah, run it by some people. And, and, and she goes, Well, do your friends ha- have Grammys and 50 you know, years all- of comedic experience? I, I go, I go, Actually, some of them do have. So. Uh, you know, because I checked in with uh, I checked in with I think at that time it was like Louis Anderson and 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 uh, Trevor Noah. You know what I mean? Jesus. So, you know, so yeah. I wasn't I wasn't checking in with, you know, just duds. Oh, right. You know, I, and I, I just there's just no way that I'm going to send myself through a spiral because I know how how it happens for a comedian. And it's my chance to show me, you know, I used to get so mad. Nothing like do you think he's funny or do you not think he's funny? That's it. So, which, which is how it should be across the board, right? So, I didn't want to do that. I didn't want to play that game that spun me out. And I just said, No, no thanks. No, perfect time to say no. No is the most powerful word when you use it. Then I talked to my friend Greg. He's fucking spun right out because of, Hey, I'm going to do that. Because she's told him not to do this, not to do that. And he's second guessing well, himself now. Well, he's got an he's got inner turmoil going on and he's mm-hmm. like, should I do it? And, and he go and he follows her advice and he's knocked out. of He's knocked out of that round. Boom. He's gone. Greg Warren's one of the funniest people fucking ever of all times. Yeah. Fucking hilarious. He may. He's not you. You know, there's a certain point where you can't. Tell a comedian, you can't, you can't, you can help them, but you can't tell them. You can't. No, it's, it's, you know, you can help them edit it. You can help them, but you can't tell them, don't do this or don't, you know, like don't. That's not funny or you know. They know. They know. Trust me. We know. We do it every night. We know what gets laughs. Yeah. And if you think that it's going to come out a little bit different in front of one person than fucking five hundred, you're damn right. Yeah, I mean of course it's going to come out different.
0: The 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 energy isn't there. Like I very early on, someone was like um, offered me a headlining night at this place called the Maggi's in Hollywood, which mm-hmm. is a sushi yeah. restaurant, right? Yeah. I was in Santa Monica working at MTV and this kid called me at like 3:30 in the afternoon. And was like, "Hey man, you want to headline tonight?" And I was like, "Oh my god. And I've never headlined." He's like, "You can Ooh. do 30 minutes." Like, "Holy shit, I've never gotten to do 30 minutes." So I Leave work early, haul ass back to Hollywood, get to Amagi's. There's nobody in there. There's an annoyed waitress leaning against the wall. She's fucking pissed. Like she didn't, she was called in early, whatever. And then the booker, who's a nice guy. Like I, I, still to this day, I find him, he's a very nice guy. Who was it? I'm not going to say his name. But he then said to me, I go, I go, I thought you said the show started at eight. And he goes, yeah, I I don't know what happened. I was out on Melrose passing out flyers all day. I go, well, that's what happened, dude. No one wants your fucking flyer. Like what? And then, and then he says, if you want, we could each do a half hour to each other and then give notes. And I was like, no, I do not want, I'm going to go home. I did not. I'm not me delivering my jokes to one person who's critiquing is not going to be an area where I can grow.
2: You know and also I mean? like, also also, there's a difference between us bouncing stuff off, you know, each other yeah. and growing it together, then yeah. And and there's there's nothing against Wanda on that. I'm just it just it was just not a good situation. Also, they were trying to make TV, like they're yes. trying to add substance to what
0: they have. I like, hadn't-
2: you know what's funny is I didn't. I, I they didn't air that. I'm like, why didn't like that's great TV. Me just saying no. <laughs>
0: oh yeah, because they were like, no fuck. That. I'm sure they didn't want to air it. But but also like, what what is the point of me going on stage and getting like mocked and ridiculed by Norm Macdonald and Roseanne Barr? Right. When they're not going to air that either. Because right. I was like, I, I literally the next day I called the producers and I was like, I don't want to be on the show. I want to be edited out. And they were like, well, you know. Cause I had, didn't advance and they made me stay in the green room. And I was like, I don't want to be on the show. Like I didn't advance and like, well, we want to keep you in because we're going to put one of your jokes on TV. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, if I can get that out of it, one joke on TV, something I can point at. I was on the show, didn't advance, but there's one joke. That's pretty good. Right. Right. And they didn't do that. They made me advertise the show. And then at the very end, edited me out anyway. So I was like, hey, I'm going to be on Last Comic, and then wasn't on the episode that I thought I was going to be on. I was like, I feel like a fucking moron. Like, it was very um,
1: – I didn't I didn't feel weird. good about
0: it. I didn't feel good yeah. about it. Yeah, it's so dumb. It's so but, dumb. But, like you said, new fans. I mean, that's the thing. Like, Josh Blue, John Reap, you know, um, Felipe Esparza. These are like – Felipe and John, especially, uh, are two guys I've seen, and I know they destroy all the time. Mm -hmm. So that it makes sense that they would they would win. But also, like, you know, I feel like they would have gotten fans anyway. But that happens quicker. Like, you could keep going and keep going, and you're gonna amass fans and people that like your comedy. But what you did was like get beamed into America's living room Mm -hmm. a couple a couple couple times a month, and then. That sinks in. So whenever you go anywhere, someone's like, oh, yeah, I saw him on last comic. And they know you're, you know, in their head. Yeah, you're it, a, you know, was, Wild it was it was only a
2: six week show for uh, six or seven week show. Sorry. Uh, and I was only on, I think, four or five episodes. So but then the tour. Which I is wish the- I, I wish I had I wish I had been done it earlier, but at the same time, you do things when they happen, you know. I'm, I've never taken the easy road, so this is the way we're going to do it. <laughs> What's that gravel? We're going to drive on that. So, <laughs> so, and then the tour was fun. It was uh, ninety days, ninety days, like, 90, ni- 90 days, and I think eighty dates. Holy shit! So you guys were. Mm-hmm. I mean that's a now, long time to be on the road consecutively. I got to know Dom quite uh, Dominique quite well. I, I I think she's fantastic. Um the guy that wanted Clayton Stevens was just, you know, Clayton um, English. Clayton, so, yeah, sorry, Clayton Stevens is a guy I started out with in in New York. Uh but Clayton English, yeah, he did he just you know did very well and uh you know and uh I terrified everybody by going on every, before them every night. So Well, that's what I was going to say is like how what was the skill level why
0: did they just did you guys rotate who went on when or were you you didn't close out every show
2: nothing against anybody but the first night we were doing it we were told uh we're going to do the same rotation every night ian will go on first and and then (laughs) then clayton will end it and after the first night that was changed Cause there are some tears backstage, but uh, <laughs> yeah,
0: I mean, yeah. I can see
2: that. I can see being like, "What?
0: You're gonna put this guy on ahead of me? That's not right!" Like, let's yeah. let's Dude, order I, this.
2: And I, there's nothing. I was on a Just for Laughs tour the, at the same time, and I think 2000 as Dane Cook's rocket was taking off, right? And it was me. It was Alonzo Bowden. Uh-huh. Uh, it was uh, Jimber. Uh, Dane Cook and I think one other guy, and they would make me follow Dane Cook every night. And I'm and like, everybody wanted to see Dane. They were there to see Dane. Probably it was it was it was that rumbling. That was the summer of the fucking <laughs> taking off. And, yeah. and I'm just like, you guys, what the fuck? And, and everybody, <laughs> everybody else on the tour was loving watching me just fucking eat my fucking ass every night. You know.
0: I do. Do you think like I feel like last comic they did try to. I mean, yeah, at a certain point like when you were in, it was like audience uh voting and and people at home who were kind of making nope. those decisions? No. No, nope.
2: it was all producer
0: based. Really? Yeah. So they already knew who they wanted to win,
2: they already knew who they wanted cuz I felt when I was sitting there producer, waiting producer producer and host based <laughs> is is who got to pick. And for whatever reason the uh, I'm guessing the ho- uh, the not the host, the, the judges, I'm guessing picked me and outvoted. voted cuz I'm pretty sure there was a couple of producers that wouldn't have voted me through. So, yeah. Yeah. Just because you're a
0: pain in the ass or just because they. Yeah. Because I, I was too busy being a goof,
2: <clears throat> which is why I'm in stand up. Like, yeah.
0: Not to be a mature, tie wearing, uh, yeah. button down individual who takes things exactly. very seriously.
2: Exactly. I'm going to be a fucking. I'm, I did this because I'm not that person. So, you know, yeah. I am the, the person you see on stage is me and concentrate. So yeah.
0: yeah, which I, which I appreciate. I, I do agree with you on that. Like I like when it's, you know, I see you on stage and you fuck around with people on stage and from the audience and then you are the, you're the same kind of guy, like, you know, you'll bust my balls. You, you're just, yeah. you're, you're the same. And I, I like that. I like when people say that to me when like, oh my God, you're a lot like how you are on stage or you're just like how you are on stage. I'm like, yeah, I don't, I don't go up there and put on a character or whatever. This is, these are me. These are my opinions. This is how I feel mm-hmm. about stuff. This is real. Mm-hmm. Um. I don't know. I work hard at kind of being. And also, as also, real I, I, like I, being. I
2: like to, you know, like I, I like to, I, I, I'm not that guy that I think I'm better than other people. On stage or off stage, you no, know, I. If I'm busting your balls, is because I like you. Right. Yes. If I don't, if I don't like you, I'm trying everything in my power to get away from you. <laughs> so. I'm the
0: am the same way. Like I'm not gonna I'm, I'm not gonna make fun of someone yeah. to their face that I don't like. No, I'm You're not like, no, it's, it's quality of life. Be. I
2: don't want you in my life if I don't like you. If I Yeah, why well, I don't know, I have I'm, anything to say to you. Yeah. Yeah. If I'm I'm doing everything to get away from you, it's because I don't want to be near you. <laughs> yeah, So. Well,
0: after that tour, how, how how quickly do you did you see your like social media following kind of beef up? Was it immediate like once you were on one night, not was really. it like more followers
2: or was it uh like you know, like a, you know what? Um I wanna say that. I was in a weird place for I probably got Facebook followers, but I don't think maybe some Instagram followers. But my Twitter page didn't really I actually stopped using Twitter and started a new page. I'm down to about 1500 people. So just I I just wanted to get a different group of people. I didn't like the group that I had I created. Yeah, like I was uh, arguing about politics too much. Suddenly, I was just dragged down into a, into a bog, and I just like I want out of this bog. So I just stopped that page, and that was up to about twelve thousand people. And I just stopped that page because I just didn't. It wasn't a fun game, you know. Yeah, yeah, so, that was. You talking about the last like five years of yeah social media? Yeah. Um, so I started a new page about a year ago, and yeah, I'm just letting it build uh, naturally. But very rarely do I say anything, you know, political on it, and just yeah.
0: Yeah. And, and when you so when you on the road now, do you equate the fans that come out to see you? Do you do you think Last Comic really helped absolutely. put those asses
2: in seats? Yeah, absolutely. I, I still have people come up and tell me I should have won today. And I, I always I say to them, my my big comeback line is I'm over it. You got to be over it. <laughs> you know. So, yeah, it's it's interesting. It's a it's a uh, you know, I I think, you know, e- even with all the complaints about Last Comic Standing, I thank them, you know. Yeah, yeah. So I thank them, that, you know. Thank you very much. And I do I think at the core of it, stuff. they just they
0: want you to do well. You know what I mean? Like for the most part, once you've passed that round where people are getting eliminated and mocked and told they shouldn't be there or their faces look bad or whatever, right? Um, uh, you know, after that, I think they just want to put on some quality comedy. Now,
2: again, I, th- I do too, And I, 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 subjective. I, th- I, the thing that we hate is the 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 business part that doesn't need to be there like the you know a thousand you know i would say i'd say they probably could have chopped chopped 100 heads off of not comics of people working there that just didn't need to be there yeah you know?
0: i mean that's a
2: just lot of amazing. production
0: it's either you, yeah. you, you have so many people you're like what do all these people do or you don't have enough people and you're like where is everybody but there's, mm-hmm. it's never like appropriately staffed
2: <laughs> yeah and they're uh I'm, oh, I'm blanking on her name. The girl that did the social media was just fucking awesome. She just made she was making videos and stuff like that. She rides her bike everywhere. You know who she is.
0: I feel like uh, I feel like I do, but I, I'm not sure. There were a couple people that you could tell. I mean, they're they ideally you see those kind of people and you're like, I want you to be a showrunner. I want you to advance. You need to get yeah. up there. You need to be at the top. You need to be in charge because people who come up power. from the bottom are they see how people are doing it wrong what they would fix what they would change and they keep note of that and then when they get to those positions ideally they they make those changes or they do right those which things. is
2: uh, when it comes to podcasting which is why it's so great is because you can have, have your finger on the pulse without uh, without a bunch of different uh, people trying to get the, the, the finger on the pulse at the same time just you sure, know you're
0: trying know. to change it or trying to change what you're doing because it's yeah.
2: your show Exactly, and you know what, you know what, Don. I, I really, I really believe this, and I, I've been saying it lately. Is, is, we can't worry about who watches it. We can't worry about the numbers. So, at some, if you do a good product, at some point it's going to be watched, and it, it you have have the product there for when it gets watched. Yeah,
0: I, I, you know? I completely agree with that. I always say too. This is kind of like a running theme through this, this show is that. If you do something with love, if you really love it, if you're just doing it because you want to do it, then you will succeed. And yeah. whatever that success is, you know what I mean? Like for me with this thing, like we're fairly a new podcast, but we've got people that listen. We have people that care and, and that's just going to keep growing if we keep putting out something yeah. that we believe in, that we give a shit about and that we, wanna, that we want to promote. Absolutely. I
2: have you know. a lady that has my tattoo on her arm. She has my face tattooed on her arm. Wow. Because she told me I was there to make her laugh. And she just wanted whatever reason. She needed a laugh. You filled that. And I've been there for her when she needs to escape. And that one person says so much. You know, I don't need... You know, I I would. Would I like to be followed by five hundred thousand people? Fucking love it. But, you know, at the end of the day, the the fact that I can actually make a difference to, you know, one person escaping sadness, or 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 even just being bored, or or just, you know, whatever, you know, that that, that finds me funny enough to listen to, you know, it's that's that's why I do it my way because I'm gonna find those
0: people and and when you're authentic you will find people that understand you're being authentic and appreciate that and Mm -hmm. that that's what you want you'd rather have i'd rather have as this is especially um post pandemic or whatever you want to call it but like pre-pandemic i was i would say i was getting a little burnt out i would say i'd walk into some rooms that i would be booked on and if it was a shitty situation i would leave right you know what i mean i'm like i'm not going to go up here this is because i because in my head i'm like i'm not going to grow on that stage i'm not going to become a better comic by doing the same shitty 10 minutes to these people who don't care but now there's a little bit more of um uh every show i do i don't care how many people are there i don't care how many asses are in the seats i just want to connect with at least one or two people and make them laugh and if I can do that, then everything else sort of falls into place. And when you, when I start thinking like that, the shows that I've done since we've opened it back up have been fun. And I've, yeah. I've, I'm That's back to, like to like
2: enjoying it you know that's what you want to do i i i will admit that at some point you do get to in your career as a stand-up where you have to go quantity or quality over quantity because we do go for quantity at some point and then it's there there won't there will be a point where you have to say no to something because it doesn't help you. you you know if they're not there for comedy don't do it you know I yes mean? that's different so um you know at the beginning that's that was a challenge but now you're just like nah man so
0: yeah, it's like sort of helps you grow in the beginning because you're like, okay, I can still do this. I know that no one really wants to see me, but I'm gonna get up there and plow through it anyway. And then like years and years and years into it, you're like, yeah, but that doesn't help me. Yeah, it doesn't help me. Like I need people yeah. that are gonna pay attention so that when these jokes work or don't work, I get a reaction and I can no. I know what to get rid of and what to keep. And because you know
2: wh- what's funny and it's not, you're going off of people's responses. Yeah, yeah. Man, yeah. Nah, John, we're
0: fantastic. Nah, nah. Well, Ian, thank you so much, man. Uh, I appreciate you taking the time. Um, You got where are you going to be coming up? I'm sure you got dates. Uh,
2: I have. What do I got? I got Virginia Beach, uh, August 5th. I have Vegas, August 29th. Uh, I have. other stuff. <laughs> no, have, okay, that's good. I mean, we'll
0: we'll we'll put up a link to your website too. So. I have
2: I have a, a new podcast which I'm working on, which is very interesting. There's a, a, a true crime murder podcast called Sword and Scale. I am doing the rewind for that show. Uh, wow. So we talk about. Uh, I make murder fun. Apparently, apparently, I try to make people laugh about murder. So if you want people, to, man, you know,
0: people love.
2: True Crime Podcasts. It's always good talking. It's always so easy to talk to you. So thank you so much. Oh,
0: man. Thank you, dude. I appreciate it. And I, and I, I do enjoy being
2: on your podcast, Around the Bag. That's always fun. Um, you're still thank doing man. that, correct? Absolutely. And, uh, and the hockey podcast uh, with my friend that played in the NHL. Oh, so he yeah. played the NHL, and I was in a movie with a chimpanzee about hockey. So you will not get any better uh, hockey. <laughs> what movie I... were you in? That I chim- was in MVP 2 most valuable primate part two I played Olaf. <laughs> I played Olaf and dance the Swedish sensation wow dude Wow. and you play hockey in this movie mm-hmm. is this something I can see on Amazon yeah uh you, I was on I think it was on uh, on HBO for a couple or for HBO family for a while um I, I did it in around 2006 2007 wow. uh, one of the highlights of my career I just got to spend six weeks playing hockey with a monkey the can. monkey skated too oh yeah he skated better than his trainer so <laughs> away his walk, so.
0: oh my god dude well now i have to watch this movie <laughs> you're gonna like it Good idea. i'm gonna get the tattoo of the chimp that's right on all right Ian. Eight, thank you I'm so much man um i have fun on the road Thanks, those dates and uh i'll talk to you soon man thank you <laughs>